You're listening to a sermon preached at University Presbyterian Church in Seattle, Washington. For more information, please visit our website, theupc.org. Well, being a parent to two boys can be a lot like refereeing a football game. My oldest son, Carson, one day has the ball. My younger son, Colin, is feeling inspired. And this time, not unlike Charlie Brown, he is going to get that football. And he charges Carson. He's grabbing at it. And Carson, who's a little bit bigger, just discards Colin with relative ease and certainly a lot more force than he needed to. And so in that moment, I had to step in and, you know, I kind of separate him. No, no force or anything. I didn't throw any flags. I just said, Carson, you know better than that. You, you can't do that to your brother. Okay. And, and he, and he's like, I know, I know. Well, I, I turn around and out of the corner of my eye, I see Carson just absolutely blow Colin up. Okay. So I'm like, all right. (laughs) Carson, I told you dead ball, personal foul, 15 yards, still third down. And, And Carson's sitting there going like, and I'm like, Carson, anytime you put your hands up, it's, it's the first indication that you know you're guilty. <laughs> Where we come to with the Apostle Paul uh, this morning, to me, as we look at this series in Galatians that we've titled, Christ in Me, the Hope of Glory, we come to this section that to me sounds a lot like the Apostle Paul being that, that referee. That's, that's blowing the whistle, that's throwing the flag, that's essentially saying, you know better than this. I know you do. There is something better. You see, the, the, the Apostle Paul is, is looking at the early church. He's looking at these beloved brothers and sisters who are trying to sort out what does it mean to be the church? In this first century, as we're trying to figure out who we are as a community of Christ, what does, what does this all mean? And, and Paul had this great concern that, that as they were sorting it out, the, the, the rules and, and, and the burdens that some of these new converts were feeling was snuffing out just their experience of the Holy Spirit. Their experience of the Holy Spirit and, and what they had already been told about Christ and Christ crucified. And so let us, uh, let us join together in reading this morning. I'll have you stand. Don't worry, I'm not going to flag you for false start or anything like that. Go ahead and stand. Open up your Bibles to page 946 on the, on the black ones. If you, uh, we're going to read from Galatians 3, uh, starting at the first verse, and we'll read through verse 5. And I invite you to hear, hear Paul's passion uh, in this text as we read it together. All right, you ready? Here we go. You foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly exhibited as crucified. The only thing I want to learn from you is this. Did you receive the spirit by doing the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? Having started with the spirit, Are you now ending with the flesh? Did you experience so much for nothing? Well then, well then, does God supply you with the spirit and work miracles among you by your doing the works of the law or by believing what you heard? This is the word of the Lord. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord endures forever. 
Go ahead and take a seat. Somebody should have flagged me in that reading, huh? Uh, let's, let's try and see if we can, we can get after why Paul would be so passionate here. Why would he start out his address, you foolish Galatians, and then repeat it a little bit later? Uh, there, there's, there's two things that I want to scratch out here. First is just that we remember who's, who's writing this letter, who's talking here. Paul, uh, the Apostle Paul, was a guy that, as many of you know, but if you're new to the, this community or new to the faith, it's a story that's, that I think is worth hearing again for sure, that this guy Paul was formerly a guy that was named Saul. And at one point, he was, he was kind of an all-star rabbi. In the first century, if there was any such thing as kind of a celebrity rabbi, Paul would have been it. He would have been great for some sort of rabbi reality show at that point. Thankfully, they didn't have him. But all that to say, he had this reputation as a guy that had the passion to, to do everything he could to fulfill every last dot in the law. Uh, in Taboot, he was a persecutor of, of Christians. But there was this moment as he's, as he's on his way to Damascus that he literally gets knocked off his high horse and he has this amazing experience of Jesus Christ and, and the gift of Jesus Christ appearing to him. And all of a sudden, everything changes. That he goes from one that is trying so hard to fulfill every last letter and what he discovers for himself is that there was a better way. There was a better way than just than having to get it perfect every single time. And, and that better way was the, ex, it, he discovered in the experience of Christ crucified on the road to Damascus. So Paul has an experience, and remember in what he's just said to the Galatians, he's invited them uh, to recall the experience that they had with the, with the Spirit, Paul's saying, I've had that same experience. I think it's a moment of empathy where he's saying, I've had that experience too. Well, as I already mentioned, to boot, as this community, this early Christian community is trying to figure out, what do I need to, be do, what do, I need to do to be in this community? What do I need to do to be included? There was, there was still a question of, of what's the role of the Torah in all of this? What's the role of the law? And then, of course, what is, is the mark of circumcision required as it had been for the community of faith since the time of Abraham? And what, what Paul, through his experience and through what he had discovered, is emphatically saying, no, it's no longer that mark. It's through faith alone in Christ crucified, through faith alone in Christ crucified, and the spirit that has been given from that Christ to every single person. The, that is what says, you belong here. And so in this passage, I believe he's earnestly calling the people to remember what that means. Well, what, what, when we talk about the crucified Christ and the giving of the spirit, how might that have been heard by this first century church in Galatia. Well, Christ crucified, in the words of, of New Testament scholar David De Silva, would have been understood as a, a type of benefactor that would give good gifts to its patrons. So as they would hear about this Christ who died on the cross and was raised again, 
they had been taught about a Christ that would give good things. Now, Georgie talked a little bit about this last week. I, I might be the only one that calls him Georgie, but honestly, he doesn't get mad, so if you want to, go for it. So Georgie talked a little bit about, about justification. And, and justification is simply the reality that you have been declared innocent, that you have been rescued from, from sin unto life. And the other thing that, that you would hear from Christ crucified as a benefactor giving good gifts to the patrons would be that you no longer have to be perfect. You don't have to dot every I and cross every T to be included and to get it right. So, so they would hear Christ crucified and they would hear this is a good thing. They would hear about one who has given to them and primarily, of course, as we know as well, Jesus has given his life for them as Jesus has given his life for us. Well, the primary gift that this benefactor would give to its patrons, the, the Apostle Paul goes on to tell us about the Spirit. And, and from there, we, we would go back and perhaps we, we would remember the, the Spirit's being poured out at the day of Pentecost. You remember this story, Right? The people, the people are gathered, the spirit gets poured out, and everybody who is there has a pretty dynamic experience. The people who have the spirit that, that uh, has, has come upon them in a, in a spectacular way are speaking in tongues and prophesying, and the people around them are going, man, what in the world is going on here? We've never seen anything like this. One person says, it looks like they've been drinking, but it's only nine in the morning. Okay, what we know for sure is that there was a change. There was a change that was very obvious. I wonder if what Paul is doing as we, as we get to this place where he's encouraging this group of young Christians and Galatians to, to remember what you have heard, Christ crucified, and remember the experience that you have had in the Spirit. He's simply reminding them that that Spirit that they had that experience was real. And though you may not feel it right now, the same spirit is still with you. Though your circumstances may have changed, that same spirit guides you. And so as we hear this encouragement this morning from the Apostle Paul, I think it does two things for us. I think it first points us backwards to remember and then it points us forward to believe. As a pastor, one of the things that, that I often hear college students and just others through, throughout the church say, if I'm to be totally honest, I'm, I could say this about my own life and my own faith, is that one of the primary issues that people bring is this sense of, of I just don't feel it. I don't feel Jesus. I don't feel sharp in my faith. And there's this, this earnest desire to want to wanna, to wanna have that, that sense of, I am connected to Jesus. And often they come talking to me, and often I'll be seeking myself a way of, what do I need to do to somehow earn the spirit back enough to be reconnected that I might somehow feel something? I think what Paul's primary purpose here, here is, is to say, don't worry, that spirit has not left you. That spirit is still with you. And so we, we look back. Uh, 
we look back at that time that we first had that encounter with the crucified Christ as actually raised and alive. What was that experience for you? I know that for many in the pews, even right now and throughout the day, that experience was an experience at a Young Life camp. You gave your life to Jesus at Malibu. And and when I ask you to remember that experience, it puts a smile on your face as well it should. Perhaps it was a longer journey where you wrestled with questions, you walked in deep relationship with someone, and it was, it was an ongoing process, yet there was a moment that it all began to make a little bit more sense, that you began to understand this Christ crucified was also a benefactor for you, that there were benefits that were offered to you. That's more my story. Having grown up in a church uh, out on the Olympic Peninsula, faith didn't make a whole bunch of sense to me until I was a college student. Around about the middle of my sophomore year, there, there, was, uh, there was a moment where it, I, I heard the, the great promise, the great truth of Romans 8, 38 and 39, that there is nothing in all of creation that is able to separate us from the love of God that's found in Christ Jesus. Now, for me, it wasn't a stroke of lightning change, but that was a moment that I began to say, you know what, something is a little bit different. And if this is true, it likely means that I need to look for ways that I might live my life a little bit different. Certainly, I look back on that time of being in college and go, I was on fire for Jesus in that moment. I can look back on it with a smile on my face. And sometimes I even look back on it and envy it. Sometimes I'll look back on on it and go, wait a minute, I've been a pastor now working in in ministry for 14, 14 years, and I can't get that feeling again. But there was something real about that feeling. There was something, an experience of the spirit that was just so real. I think Paul invites those converts in Galatia to remember that moment, to remember it's real. There's something about those, those first, those initial experiences, right, where, where things begin to change, that just leave a, a mark on you and how you think about life and how you, how you go about living it out. One experience that, that is, is easy for me to remember about a first that leaves a mark on me was uh, an October day in 1984, uh, so almost, what, 20 years ago now? 20, 30 years ago? Jeez. <laughs> 30 years ago now. And it was the, the time that my dad and my grandpa first took me into Husky Stadium to watch a Husky football game. Okay, as growing up in a family full of dogs, it was a rite of passage, that first, that first Husky game that you got to go to. And I, I mean, the whole thing was spectacular, coming over the car ride from Port Angeles, the ferry, walking into the stadium with my dad and my grandpa, seeing the sights, hearing the sounds. Didn't hurt that we actually beat Oregon that day, 17 to 10. <laughs> We won it on a blocked punt, and actually, for some of you would be interested to note that the guy that scored the winning touchdown that day was Mike Gaffney, 
uh, for my, my predecessor in this job. Okay, He was the one that scooped and scored that punt. We won. So, of course, that first experience of being in Husky Stadium, of being a big dog fan, has a huge impact on me. I still get season tickets today, in part because of the association of the, the realness of that moment that was now almost 30 years ago. So often I, I, I would love to have that feeling that I did in that moment back in 1984. Look, I don't think that what Paul is doing is inviting us back to some spiritual glory day. He's not doing that. He's not saying, go back to the way it was, but he is inviting us to consider the authenticity of that moment, that we might be encouraged that the same spirit that was so real in that moment, though you feel differently about it, is still with you, is still guiding you, is still redeeming you. And don't let that go, even as you worry about the pressures of what do I need to do to be included? I know that as I often crave that feeling, I, I struggle to connect to it. Well, that's where we have, where we have to hear the, the other encouragement from Paul that points us forward. And that's the word that for me in this passage was believe. Believe what you have heard. Believe in Christ crucified. Belief, I think, points us forward. It helps us believe that that same spirit is still with us, and so we can thus continue to go, even when it doesn't feel like it. Uh, I know for me, uh, the way that this often plays out is in prayer. Um, again, I feel, like, I feel like there's a bunch of true confessions of pastors coming out here today. But believe me, you, pastors, sometimes we struggle in our prayer life, too. Um, there was a, a colleague of mine has a has a, a comic of a of a man who's who's penitently kneeling, and the caption of the of the comic says, "Okay, let me tell you my plan." Um, often in my own prayer life, there is a degree of, "Okay, let me tell you what I'm going to do." That I will I will pray about whatever's going on in my life, maybe something that's happening in the ministry with you men or, or, or UPC, and I will say amen and immediately go about trying to construct an, my own answer to what I just prayed. There's very little belief involved in that. There's very little sense of that spirit that was at work in me might even be at work now. That somehow I've been tricked into thinking that if something is going to happen, then I better go and do it, and I better go and do it right now. Now, I am not uh, in any way, I don't want, want to be heard as if I'm, I'm, I'm saying there isn't anything for us to, to do. No, it's often in prayer that we get moved to a righteous action. But I do want to prompt us to, do we pray and believe? Do we listen for God in that moment? Do we give the opportunity for God to work? Are we becoming more attentive to what the Spirit might be doing in that moment? And so the invitation, I think, from the Apostle Paul to the church at Galatia and to us is first to remember, 
It's first to remember Christ crucified, and there are benefits for you. You have been rescued from sin and death. You've been justified. And you've been given the gift of the Spirit, sealed at Pentecost. It's true to remember. And then we believe. We believe that that promise is true. We believe that even if we don't feel like it, we keep going confident of the Spirit, even when we are not confident in ourselves or the feeling that we might have. So I invite us to consider what does it look like for us to be a spirit-filled community? That we might be able to look back in the stories of Scripture to the people of Israel that experienced the ongoing faithfulness of God through the, the fulfillment of Jesus, through the giving of the Spirit that is also true for us, that we would remember. And of course, seeing how that story is our story, the experience of having the Spirit given to us, that we also move forward believing that it's not all about us and what we have to do, but about God's invitation to us through the Spirit to participate in whatever it is God is doing in this church, in this neighborhood, and around the world. Friends, the crucified Christ is risen This benefactor has given you his spirit. Believe that that spirit wants to do and redeem even more than you think. Let's pray. Father, thank you for who you are, that you have, you are are a father that gives good gifts, that you have given us your spirit, and that you have invited us into ongoing fellowship with you. Thank you that your promise is to never leave us nor forsake us and that there is nothing in all of creation that can separate us from your love. Lord, make us sensitive to your spirit as we continue throughout our days and as we exit this place and go into the lives that you have called us to. Make us sensitive, Lord. Help us to see you at work. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. For more UPC audio or to find out about service times, visit us at upc.org. All online audio is available on CD and cassette. To order copies of sermons and classes, please visit upc.org audio, email audio at upc.org, or call 206-524-7301, extension 117.